Welcome to Perfectly Unfiltered, the podcast where I have perfectly unfiltered conversations with real people sharing real stories about redefining roles at home and in the workplace. I will also be talking with changemakers, learning what they are doing to open the doors for women and the realities of creating a diverse and inclusive workforce. Together, we can build a community where we all win. I'm your host, Noor Haitian Fawaz, and this is Perfectly Unfiltered. I'm really excited to welcome our next guest, Mavis Lane. Mavis is a recruitment production coordinator who is very self-assured and had an interesting path to her career. She was always a university-bound student. Teachers told her university was where she should go, but she felt she wanted something more hands-on. She applied to both college and university and was accepted to both, but chose Niagara College for film production studies. She thought she wanted to be a film producer-director, be on site where movies were being shot in Toronto. Through the program, she realized that she was really doing the organizing, scheduling, and all the technical things rather than the creative pursuits. So when she finished, she decided to push herself and overcome her fears and take business marketing. She was not good in math and a quiet person, but through self-reflection, she felt she needed to do something she never thought she would do. She excelled and went on to do competitions, Ontario College Marketing Competition and a competition in Montreal. She did her co-op at the college and excelled, so she was hired to work in the recruitment department doing strategic planning and event planning for the recruitment office. She is a first-generation graduate, meaning her parents didn't go to college or university. They are horse trainers and were very supportive of her choices. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show, Mavis. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. You do have definitely an interesting career journey, but some of the advice that you were given is not very unique to your situation. I'm sure you've noticed that. Yeah, for sure. I guess my pathway is a little different. It wasn't quite one direct straight narrow line but I'm really happy with the way it turned out so I can't complain. So tell me how you decided to what motivated you to decide on accepting the college application versus the university kind of dive a little bit deeper into that thought process in grade 12 and trying to decide what pathway you're going to take because I'm sure those are really stressful days so what made you confident with the decision you were making to go to college? Absolutely. So I remember back when I was in grade 12, like I spent all of high school going through university courses because I definitely thought that's where I was going. At that point, I had ideas of being like a psychologist. I definitely wanted to do something more science related. So I took all of those courses, but then deep down, I had like a passion for the arts and being creative and just kind of being more strategic as well. So I always took things like, you know, I took art and I also took theater and drama and things like that just to kind of pursue those passions as well, even though I thought I was going to university. But I found out through that, I really was more passionate about the creative element of things. So when it came to the point of applying to both, I was with my guidance counselor. And although they assured me, like, definitely you're a university bound student. Deep down, I knew I I needed to take that chance and look at both things that were presented to me. So um, it was actually based off a suggestion of one of my communications tech course teachers who really wanted to get me involved with a program called Specialist High Skills Major. 
So I had started taking that, which really opened the door to college and everything that offered. So that was in grade 12 that was offered to me. So I was already behind for that. So I wasn't quite hundred percent sure of which path I wanted to take. So I actually took a year off and stayed back and took some extra courses and completed that specialist high skills major. Just so that I, I really got to figure out what I was more passionate about. And through taking that and taking those extra courses, doing a co-op, um, and really getting that hands-on experience through a specialist high skills major and that ComTech course, I went and I applied for college and university. I was accepted to both. I visited both. But then when I actually got to see the facilities that I would be using at the college and see some of the projects that other students had completed... Um, and just really see the caliber of what they were able to create there. That really persuaded me. And I knew that that was the best pathway for me. And how did your parents feel about the decision that you decided on? They were really supportive either way. I mean, I, mean, I wasn't going to Toronto, so it was a little bit cheaper. So they were happier in that sense. <laughs> for sure. um, but aside from that, initially, they really thought that university, because I had spent all that time know, taking those courses, that that's what I should have tried out, but they trusted that I knew what I wanted to do. So I'm really thankful for that as well. And then you talked about the specialist high skills major. For those that don't know what that is, would you mind kind of elaborating on what the high skills major is? Yeah. So it's like an industry focused high school. It's almost like a type of red seal, but at a high school level. So you take a certain required courses, you complete a co-op component? Do you do a like a visit, like a field trip visit and do some kind of course-based learning? And then you complete, you actually complete high school with a specialization in a certain industry. So there's things like health and wellness. There's the one that I took, which was information communication technology. There's a, like a media focused one, transportation, any of those kind of trades focused ones as well. Um, it just really allows high school students to discover things before they leave high school and then preps them for a specific industry before entering either college or university. So you mentioned that you learned about that in grade 12. Mm -hmm. Do you wish you would have heard about it sooner? Yeah. So the thing is, is that when I was in high school, that's when it was first coming out. Okay. Offered initially. So I was kind of like, it was an opportunity for me to go back and do those extra courses. But otherwise I definitely, I would, I definitely would have wished I heard it sooner. And that's something that I always tell students that I speak to now, especially if I have the opportunity to speak to anybody that's in grade 10 or even in grade nine, just letting them know and building that awareness that those opportunities are there for them because it can work the other way as well. Like sometimes you realize that that's not something that you really wanted to do. And then at least you got to, you know, have that moment of discovery before you went on to college or university. It's interesting because oftentimes when we speak with students and ask them, you know, what supports were out there or what programs they tap into, they talk about all the programs they wish they would have considered while they were in high school. So thinking of like the specialist high skills major, which is a great opportunity for students to gain real world experience while getting certificates in certain industries. What advice do you have for students that are often getting a lot of information about the different opportunities? How could they start making decisions on what's going to work for them? I guess it's really a personal choice. So letting them know, like not to be afraid to 
know, follow what they specifically want. I know, especially reflecting back on that time, it was really easy to get caught up with socializing and whatever your friends were doing or what their pathways were. But once you leave high school, you really need to be able to, you know, carve out that pathway for yourself. So really taking, making the most of the opportunities that are presented to you and trying things that maybe it's something you're interested in, but it's not something that you would have been seen yourself comfortable with or something that your friends aren't doing. Just taking that risk and really trying to discover what you're passionate about, because that's really something that will drive you throughout your life for sure. And how was the college experience? It was great. So one of my favorite things about it was that within the first week, I was already, I had my hands on equipment. Like when I started in film, obviously you're not using their expensive equipment from day one, but you're, we were actually working with, we started from the very beginning. So we were actually developing film just so that we could understand and have an appreciation for it. So I really liked that element of it because it still had like the theoretical and the history element that you would get from university, but I was actually able to try out techniques and you know, learn from trial and error. One of my favorite things was that, yeah, in my first year, I actually had films that I had, like I had my own demo reel. It wasn't anything incredibly impressive, but it was nice that I was actually able to, you know, yeah, get my hands on the equipment and test out those skills, like right off the bat. And you went on to compete as well. Yeah. So after I completed my film production program, I actually went into business and marketing and that's where I did some competitions. So they were like case study competitions where you would reflect on a specific case. Everyone would be given the same case. You'd have 30 minutes to prepare a PowerPoint with your partner and then you would go and present that to a panel of judges. So that was definitely a challenge that I never thought I would be able to take on, but had some really great encouragement at the college and through my program and my professors. So you talked about, yeah, going back to school and finishing your one diploma and then going back to do business marketing because you found yourself really enjoying certain skills in the business yeah. and marketing world. How did you feel going back for more schooling? I mean, initially I was a little disheartened. I, you know, I didn't want to feel like I wasted time, um, but I really had to try and see the positives of it because even though it's not like I didn't, it's not the pathway that I ended up taking in a film, who's to say that maybe in the future, it's not something I want to investigate, but I definitely learned really valuable skills throughout that entire experience. So that's what really introduced me to business because it was the business of film and just kind of seeing all the things that happened behind the scenes. So that kind of opened my eyes to that. But it definitely was a challenge. Plus, it was a completely different kind of focus, right? Film was more creative and hands-on. And I was always constantly with groups and with my peers. And then in my business program, there was was definitely peer work, but it was a lot more, yeah, a lot more like self-study. Yeah. So... When you look at you wanted to go into the film industry and just going through the career exploration journey and having to shift the direction you were taking to go back to school to gain additional skills and background in the field that was going to kind of get you into your next occupation, what do you think you could have done differently in high school that could have better equipped you with making the right decision? Yeah, I definitely. So I wish back then I would have really researched the industries 
specifically and what that means geographically. So for film, obviously there's a lot of films being made in Canada, but they're generally in one specific area or in a scattered a couple places across the country. So I wish I really looked into the industry and found out, you know, what would be the next steps as opposed to just deciding, well, I really like film and that's what I want to do. Like in looking at what the actual career was and what, you know, what would be the longevity of it. So, you know, if it's something that I could see myself doing for how many years, or if it's something that you can, you know, will be something that will support you for the rest of your life. So I didn't see it as something that would work for me. I wish that I had kind of, yeah, looked into that a little bit earlier. It's so interesting hearing you talk better understanding the industry, the geographic implications that there would be with mobility for the jobs that you're looking to pursue. So for example, you mentioned, you know, you think of film, you're going to go to Toronto because that's where most of the industry is and the context that you would need and the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then just even looking at the labor market demand. So better understanding what jobs are available. And so oftentimes we're trying to help students navigate not only what they're passionate about and what they really enjoy and explore these different avenues, but how to then connect it back to the reality of working in that profession and really understanding that full picture. So I know that um, it's been a while, but what could organizations like Build a Dream and even like the college do to better send that message out to students at such an early stage where you haven't even entered in an industry or post-secondary to really understand the implications of that decision? Yeah, that's really tough, but I wish that I would have talked to more people in the industry early on. So maybe, you know, carving out those opportunities to, you know, if there's somebody that's interested in the specific focus, like say there's, again, someone interested in film, seeing if they can reach out to a contact that is currently in there and allowing that student to maybe be able to ask some questions or do some kind of visit that way, just so that you can really get a full perspective of the real life experience or or the day-to-day Because I think we all kind of carve out an idea of what a career will be or an occupation that we would enjoy. Um, But until you really see what it would be like on the day to day, you don't really know if it's going to be something that's right for you. So looking at you, first of all, being university bound and thinking of going into psychology because you love science Mm -hmm. and then wanting something a little bit more hands-on and deciding on the film production, realizing that it may not have painted the same, the picture that you had painted did not really translate once you got into schooling then, but you fell in love with marketing. And I'm one to always often talk about the importance of trial and error exploring and that really no decision is really a bad decision as long as you take what you learn from that decision and apply it to your future. So you're now in recruitment at the college. So how do you feel about the course of your career journey? Well, I think it's really interesting. So because I was definitely a a student that could have maybe used more guidance or, you know, could have experienced some of those creative ways to explore um, careers before jumping into them. So that's something that I really try to offer now and really try to bring to all of my events or any of the experiences that I create with the college. So just trying to really, you know, give a, a realistic perspective of what the industry is and being that, you know, source of information, or if it's something that I can't answer, making sure that there's someone that can provide those answers for that student. Cause I think that's really important. Also just reassuring 
students that, yeah, like things aren't just one track. They're not, you know, it's not always just you leave high school and you go into college university and that's exactly the industry that you studied is the industry that you go into. It doesn't always work that way. So just kind of, I always encourage them that as long, yeah, as long as you're taking the experience and you're able to take and adapt and use those skills and transfer them, it's really up, like there's a lot of creative things that you can do to kind of adapt your skill set that way. It's interesting in terms of the fact that you highlight the guidance piece as a student and kind of requiring a little bit more guidance. So we look at guidance counselors in high school. Were you able to tap into some of their feedback, get some of their support? Yeah, I think, so I think also at that time is sometimes if I was also, I bet you I was, I was very puzzling for my guidance counselor as well, because I had so many interests and I applied to so many different things. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess kind of guidance, really has to be there in to kind of probe to and ask the questions and kind of investigate a little bit more. And I don't know, that's a tough question for sure. I totally can understand in terms of like being puzzling and like having all these different interests. I know that I wanted to be a teacher at one point and then a lawyer, and then somehow I ended up in the not-for-profit sector. Yeah. Um, so it's in leading up my own organization. So it's definitely interesting what you think you want to do and how that evolves over the years, but what support systems are needed during that journey in order to help guide you in, in the right direction, or at least guide you in a direction that's going to help you learn the lessons to make you more aware of the opportunities that are out there. So we love Niagara College, that you do great work at Niagara College. You're a great supporter of Build a Dream. Tell me some of the exciting things happening at Niagara College from the student perspective. I know COVID-19 has really impacted recruitment and just, you know, the cancellation of events, open ho- houses. What are some things that you want the listeners to know about Niagara College that is still continuing and some new things that are evolving, even in the new world that we're in now? So one thing about Niagara College is that we're definitely like a trailblazing community organization. So we're always willing to join together and, you know, make the most of whatever we can bring forth. So we're really adapting everything, even if it, when it comes to like virtual experiences. So we're now offering career explorations online. We have our career coach tool. So for more of that career exploration piece that we were discussing, so you know, really kind of narrowing down your interests and allowing people to do that on their own so that that way they can make their own educated decisions and do their own investigation on the website or through visiting the campus as well. But now that, you know, like with the implications with COVID, we're offering virtual experiences, whether it be speaking to a recruiter face-to-face through a virtual connection or if we're doing even like virtual tours of the labs or the facilities as well. So we're trying our best to really bring everything to life for our prospective students and students that will be joining us in the future. It's definitely, it will definitely be something that we'll have to adapt to, but we're in the works of making, um, bringing everything to life. It's amazing that you guys are going virtual and still providing the guidance and the tools for students and potential students to be able to learn and explore the different career pathways and different programs at 
Niagara College. I think that is such a needed tool right now, especially with not being able to do the in-person tours and the opportunity to have those in-person chats. What's there something else that you want to make sure that we cover during our podcast today? Yeah, definitely just want to encourage the future generation to get to, yeah, don't be afraid to take those chances or t- take those opportunities and yeah, just really take the opportunity to discover who you are and yeah, don't be afraid to be yourself that way as well. I love that you talked about not being afraid to be yourself and discovering yourself. What is the one thing that you wish you would have known in high school about yourself that took real life experience for you to now know? I wish I would have known back then that being uncomfortable isn't the worst thing. So that fear of like stage fright or when you're doing something that's important to you, that makes you really nervous. Uh, yeah, I wish I knew back then that that kind of feeling is actually something that can push you forward and it's not something that you have to run away from. I feel like I spent a lot of time running away from that feeling and not letting it propel me forward. So that's something I told my younger self. I feel the same way. I wish when I was younger, I wasn't as worried about making mistakes as I was about learning in the experience because I would have put myself out there a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. And this advice about being, it's okay to feel uncomfortable because that means you're just evolving as a person and growing. What was the experience that kind of was your aha moment? Like, is there one pivotal moment that you're like, this really had a significant impact in how confident I became with being uncomfortable? I don't know. For me, it was just kind of getting over like being shy and being able to communicate in front of people. So... I guess for me, it started back in high school. I really liked singing. So I joined the music club and then I, uh, they overheard, they actually like the singing teacher heard me was singing and really encouraged me to do like this lead vocal. And then I did all of that. So just getting over that experience. And I remember being so terrified and then it actually going really smoothly. That really kind of was an aha moment for me that was like, you know, you thought that was the worst thing in the world and it actually went really well. So, you know, I always kind of think back to that and like, I can, that, um, yeah, you can, you can really get yourself through a lot of things when you put your mind to it. Amazing advice. And how, if we focus less on what it's going to be like and more on being in the moment and doing what we want to do, then amazing things could happen. And the one thing that's certain is you wouldn't know if you just never try. Exactly. Exactly. So as you know, Build Dream is this goal is to empower young women to make these informed decisions in areas that are heavily male dominated. And part of that journey is to get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable and to challenge fear and to sometimes go against the grain and do something that you feel is the right decision for yourself. And oftentimes I do talk to women in the industry that talk about realizing really early on as they were entering the career, their career, that they didn't have time for fear and that it was okay to be uncomfortable and that you didn't have to do it the same way everyone does it. There's different techniques you can learn along the way that get the same job done, but in a more practical or efficient way. Being in recruitment and working at a college, what are some of the professional development skills you've learned? working on a college campus? I think one of the strongest skills I've developed with uh, working with the college is collaboration. So something that 
especially the recruitment department and really all departments too, because there's a lot of collaboration throughout the college. Yeah, just working with different, you know, different professors, different technicians, students, just being able to really work on those interpersonal skills and all work towards a common goal. So it's not uncommon for my department to have an event where we have kind of like a content expert who is a faculty member or technician. And then we also have students. So just being able to really organize all of those people and work with them, that's something that I've really been able to develop with the college for sure. And being in recruitment at the college and being able to not only interact with faculty and potential students and current students, you also interact with parents. Yeah. There's a lot of events that are more parent focused where we encounter a lot of parents for sure. And what is a piece of advice that you would give to parents when it comes to helping their child select their college course? I definitely think it's something that the parents should be involved in, but something that they should listen to their children as well. So I know it's easy to focus on like the end career goal of making a lot of money and a specific, you know, career in mind, but sometimes that career, yeah, you don't really know what that's going to be right away. So just really listening to your child and allowing them to make those, you know, make those discoveries for themselves. That's something that always really encourage parents to do, but then also, you know, taking that's, it's a perfect opportunity to kind of research the industry and learn about the career. It's something that you can do together with your child. So something that they should definitely be involved in as well. Is there anything else that you want to share about the college? And can you give us where people can access more information about Niagara College? Yeah, definitely. So we've completely enhanced our online presence. So that's recently all been updated. So if you want to check us out at www.niagaracollege.ca, you can follow the top of the page there. Um, depending on if you're a prospective student, if you're a returning student, if you're coming and transferring from another college or university, really gets to narrow down specific information for that specific individual. We also just launched a chat element as well. So we know that everyone likes that instant information. So there's always a chat option for people to be able to reach out and connect with us as well. Wonderful. I love the chat option and you are correct. We're all looking for that immediate answer. And it's amazing that Niagara College is offering all the tools and resources and the access to information in such an unprecedented time. So it's been such an honor speaking to you, Mavis. And I love your career journey. And I love the lessons that you've learned that you've been able to share with our listeners today. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that journey with us today. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm, um, I'm really glad I was able to share that. It's been a great experience for sure. Wonderful. 